Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Is there really a quarterback battle happening at Auburn this spring? You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It's a crane kick Thursdays. We're joined by Jake Crane of Crane and Company. I want to get your thoughts on some Vegas lines that were dropped earlier this week, Jake. But first things first, as spring practice gets closer and closer, all eyes at Auburn, as they have been for the last decade or so, is on the quarterback position. And Hugh Freeze, after the bowl game, said that the quarterback competition is wide open. There are some people that buy it, Jake. There are some people that don't. And the million-dollar question is, is there really a quarterback battle happening this spring at Auburn? Well, look, if if you're going into it, defining it as, you know, is the job locked up, uh, you know, for Peyton Thorne, I, I, don't, I don't think that's the case. You know, you have some yeah. places where, look, Carson Beck's going to be the quarterback for Georgia, right? Like, like there's some places where that there is no doubt, you know, Nico's going to be the guy for Tennessee, even though he's mm-hmm. a young guy that doesn't have that much experience. I don't think Peyton Thorne is the de facto or, or, you know, obvious, no doubt about it, starting quarterback at Auburn, but he, he has the lead. He's the leader in the clubhouse. You know, I think we're going into the, the fourth round of the golf tournament, you know, not the first couple of days, uh, because sure. if you look behind them, you know, it, the, it seems the guy coming in from Cal, uh, Samuel Jackson, which is, you know, just cool to say. I think sure. he could help a little bit in, in certain packages, but, you know, obviously he probably doesn't throw well enough, uh, and he's going to most likely play wide receiver. Then you look at Walker White, you look at Hank Brown. You know, Hank did some things in the bowl game, but I don't think enough to to put him, you know, 1B right next to Peyton Thorne. So in a sense, yes, there is a quarterback battle. I think it is a legitimate battle, but you know, we, we'd just be bring, making things up if we didn't say that Peyton Thorne wasn't the leader in the clubhouse. And most likely, the uh, if you were going to put odds on it, it'd be pretty high that Peyton Thorne was the guy. I know Walker White, we're going to talk about him, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's an ideal situation, and, and we'll get into that. Yeah, sure. And and so many people are excited. And, and that's the weird thing. You know, Auburn's in this new territory again of recruiting well, and it's like you get so excited about these guys, but is it the right thing to play them right away um in most cases probably not and and like you said we'll touch on walker white in a a second if you're hugh freeze and you're managing the quarterback reps this spring you've got to think you want to give as many as possible to peyton thorne if you think he's the guy but you also want to give enough reps to these other guys to say if you can you know top Peyton Thorne or if Peyton Thorne gets hurt or the development aspect of this, the guy after Peyton Thorne in 2025, which by the way, seems to be the year internally that this staff really believes they can make the playoff, not in 24, but in 25. And to me, it's just going to be really fascinating to hear reports coming out of spring as, as far as what the balance of the quarterback reps looks like. Does Peyton get half of them and everybody else splits the other half? Does he get a third of them? And then, you know, Hank gets a third of them and and Walker gets 
20% and maybe some other guys rotate that final chunk. You've got a coaching background. I mean, how do you expect this to look? Well, look, it's there's a fine line. It's a balancing act, you know. I, you know, on one hand, Peyton Thorne does have a lot of experience. He's he's going to know the offense. There's going to be some things that he doesn't need to go go through as much as the other guys to be able to give you a sense of what they can bring to the table. The hardest part when you're when you're ciphering or, or trying to divvy up reps is the team reps, right? Because you want to see those other guys how they play with the first group. Right, maybe how they play with the first group offense going up against the second group defense. Because if Peyton Thorne just goes with the ones the whole time, you're going to get a diluted look at the other guys. So it's really the team stuff, right? Yeah. But when you get into it, being able to see how guys perform when it's truly eleven on eleven, when they do have to, you know, handle the bullets flying against good competition, and then also on the other side of the coin, when they have a better side of the ball than the one they're going against. So it's not the the pre-practice stuff. It's not the the throwing on air. It's it's not working, you know, just the install stuff. It's the live bullets. It's seven on seven. How many reps is that two gonna go with the first group of wide receivers? Right. And and that obviously keeps changing. But the hardest part has always been you only get a certain amount of reps of team in a practice. And the best practices you have typically aren't the longest ones because you're doing a really good job of getting through it and being efficient. Uh, sure. but giving those other guys a legitimate opportunity with the right pieces around them so you can garner enough facts to say, listen, maybe this guy can help us. I mean, you go back and look at like the 49ers. I mean, Kyle Shanahan had to go to the owner and say, listen, our third string quarterback is our best quarterback. I've got to start divvying up these reps different and it's going to change a lot of things, but it's the only way I'm really, really going to know if this guy can do it at the level we think he can. So uh, that's that's why these guys get paid a lot. That's why we talk about practice structure and team infrastructure being such an important and integral part of, of trying to build a monster. So I think what you'll see at the end of the day, Zach, is I think you'll see uh, a pretty even amount of reps during the team periods and seven-on-seven. Um, mixing up concepts, things like that as well. You know, inside, you know, inside run. How are guys, you know, able to handle that at the quarterback position as well? It, it just, uh, it's going to be divvied out pretty, pretty evenly, I think. And that's where Peyton Thorne's experience helps. Like, there's some things with Peyton Thorne you really don't need to see because you know he knows. Right. Do you think it's divvied out? I mean, everybody. So Peyton, we, and I didn't mention Holden Gurner earlier. I should have Peyton, Holden yeah, Gurner, uh, Hank Brown, and Walker White. I mean, do you think it's pretty much twenty five percent? Across the board, I mean, that's not. I, I don't think it's going to be twenty. A, I don't think it's going to be twenty five percent. Here's here's the problem, Zach. Like with Hugh Freeze running this offense, it's a true RPO offense. You can't not right. be able to run at quarterback. Like does Holden? We know Peyton Thorn runs well enough. I think we know Hank Brown runs mm -hmm. decent. Uh, Walker White obviously is a guy that can sure. run. I don't think Holden can run. So how can you? How can you? sit here and justify as good of as, as a thrower as he is. I don't think he's a good enough thrower to change your whole offensive philosophy or identity, especially when the head coach is calling the plays. You're going to give 25% of the reps to a guy that can't operate the, the, the one of the most important halves of the offense, which is the threat of the quarterback run. I, I don't think Holden's going to end up being at Auburn after spring. I don't do you do you think the staff is surprised that Holden's still here? Do you think there's part of them that's a little surprised that he didn't leave? Probably. Uh, I, I don't think that would be a, a shocking thing to say. I expected him to leave because, again, I, I think I think there's a better chance. And I think Holden could, could be a good quarterback in the right system. 
Agreed. I think there's a better chance that Samuel Jackson plays quarterback for Auburn next year than Holden Garrett. Kind of wonder if that's why they brought him in. Is could he be the fourth guy? Could he be a, a role playing wide receiver and then the fourth quarterback if if well, he's, were to he's a Swiss Army knife, I think. I think he's the guy that can do multiple things. So yeah, if, and, if and you're, you're high gonna, on him. And I'm I, very high on him. You're higher on him than his I am. hands. Yes. Yeah, I, sure. I think he does freaky things with the ball in his hand that look, I, I'm not saying he's going to come in here and win the Heisman mm-hmm. or, you know, be Ben Obamanu or somebody like that. But th- there you give this guy the ball on the jet sweep. He's always a threat to throw it. Like that's the biggest problem. He's always a threat to throw it. So when he's on the field, that defense has to, in the back of their mind, think about it. Yeah. It's like with Robbie Astrid, you line him up a wide receiver. You're like, Hey man, like dude, this dude can throw it. He can run a route. They may give him a reverse that he could possibly throw off of or a speed sweep or something. It just creates a lot of problems that Mm -hmm. the defense has to kind of, you know, sub think about on top of the, the 30,000 foot view of what they're doing. Yeah. It'd be cool to see Sam Jackson in kind of that, like, Ryan Davis wide receiver role in 2017, where it's just like, all right, we're just going to throw it to you like one yard from the line of scrimmage over and over and over again. And well, it's like, look at the way, look, here's how I think they're going to use them. I think they're going to use them very similarly to the way that the 49ers, to use another 49ers reference, use Debo Samuel. I think you're going to see wow. him in a kind of a Swiss Army knife role like that. Because again, I mean, you if you think about it, Auburn's got, got guys that could be really niche guys. I think Batty coming back, is big, right? I think Sammy mm-hmm. Jackson is a guy that maybe can return kicks too. Like there's just having those guys, it 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 always always creates a little bit of good chaos, is what I call it. Yeah. Yeah. You you got the bodies. Now it's the coach's job to figure out what you want to do with them. So a lot of Auburn fans want Walker White to win the job. And I get it. He's an exciting player, polarizing player. But if he were to do that. What exactly does that look like? We discuss that in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel's America's number one sports book. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. We've talked about it all week and we'll talk about it later on the show. FanDuel sets Auburn's over-under of wins at seven and a half. But if you think Auburn's at eight and four or better lock in 2024, you need to head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now to get in on the action. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. That is FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. Jake Crane. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Our guest on this Thursday, America's Own. Yes. What does Walker White winning the starting quarterback job look like? Because to me, to go back to what you said a few minutes ago, Peyton Thorne is is the favorite. And I think if it's close, 
whether it's between Peyton Thorne and Holden Garner, whether it's between Peyton Thorne and Walker White, whether it's between Peyton Thorne and Hank Brown. If it's close, I think they give the nod to Peyton Thorne just because of the experience aspect. So to me, if Walker White wins the job, not only does he have to win it, I think there are other people that also have to lose it, Jake. Yeah, listen, um, I'll be the first to tell you, I hope Walker White comes in and wins the job because he is the next up. He is the chosen one. That'd be right? awesome. He is the anomaly, the C.J. Stroud first year in the NFL. He's just so ready and so prepared that he comes in and takes college football by storm. Mm -hmm. But the chances of that happening are so very small. That just almost has to happen on its own. You can't hope for that. Like that, that can't be your, your, let it your be a surprise almost. Yeah. Like, oh, your su your surprise. Yeah, yeah. Your great surprise scratch off lotto ticket. Hey, we hit it big. I'm quitting my job at Dunkin' Donuts today type situation. Got it. If Walker White's going to win the job, I think most likely Peyton Thorne got hurt. That's what I think. Whether that's in spring, whether that's in summer, whether that's in fall camp. Now, Obviously, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't wish injuries on anybody. Well, a couple people, but that's a story for another day. You want to listen um, out or you want to leave that alone? No, I'll, I'll leave this alone. Okay. Um, a true freshman. If a true freshman starts this year, you might as well throw this year away. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be good and bad. Auburn will not be competing for a championship this year. You are almost buying equity for 2025, as you mentioned. When you do get Bam at home and George at home, starting a true freshman anywhere on the field is tough especially in the SEC, which is one step away from the NFL. Probably the closest step. Actually, definitely the closest step. But, so, Jake, if I may play devil's advocate just for a second here. Go ahead. Doesn't it kind of feel like they're doing that anyway? I mean, it looks like they're going to have to go extremely young in the two deep with the defensive line, which is, I still think, extremely an underrated position in modern college football, as well as wide receiver. I mean, they're going to have to go extremely young there unless somebody yeah. really steps up. Yeah, so, I, I mean... mean yeah. You have to go. Ex you have to go young at some points. I mean, you're not going to just return veterans everywhere. But I'd much rather yeah. have young guys at any other position than quarterback. Uh, I think you know, obviously, the quarterback is a lot different than you know the the second string three tech. Now, I I hope Auburn's second string three tech is a young guy that that bursts onto the scene too. But sure. I feel a lot better about that than sending Walker White out there at Georgia and and yeah. at Bama. Now, here's the beautiful part. You can still obviously get him PT. You can have packages in there for him uh, where he can come in and do multiple things, especially in the red zone, make it a little bit simpler for him. And the rules nowadays, hell, you can basically play in four games and still be able to redshirt. So you do sure. want to find time to steal opportunities with Walker White to get him ready for 2025 to be the guy, but he won't be fresh off the bus. He won't be fresh out of high school. His first time going to college and going to classes and doing all this, that that is best case scenario for Auburn. Peyton Thorne works out. Walker White gets some PT, gets himself ready to go into the next year. Uh, Auburn has success and it's able to carry over and he grows with Cam Coleman and, yeah. and all these guys that Auburn brought in. Um, but if you're banking on Walker White, being the starting quarterback at Auburn this year as a true freshman from the first snap on, right? And you expect Auburn to go out there and ball out. Those two things, it's going to be very hard for those things to live together. So I, just from a rational standpoint, yeah. Um, 
I, that's how I hope it plays out. But look, if he comes out and he ends up being this dog, this elite player that nobody saw coming, I would love to come on here and be like, hey, the 0.001% thing happened. Let's all get excited together. Yeah. I, I want to push back on one thing that you said. You, you talk about, okay, if you start a Walker White as a true freshman, I think we can even lump Hank Brown in this as a redshirt freshman. You don't want them going to Georgia or Alabama, which is fine. But like, do you feel confident about Peyton Thorne? At either of those places, too, because to me, the success and failure of this 2024 season, and we'll talk about this a little bit more next segment when we're kind of looking at the seven and a half wins set by FanDuel for going over or under on that. But I don't think anybody's really expecting you to win either of those two games. To me, yeah. you want the quarterback that's going to win at Missouri and at Kentucky and beat Oklahoma and Texas A&M at home. To me, those are the toss-up games that you've got to I figure out that. how you can win. Yeah, uh, look, it, it, I'm having to pick between the lesser of two evils. Like this is it's not like it's yeah, hey, it. this great scenario and then, you know, this other one, but we want this other one to happen. I'm having to pick between the do I trust Peyton Thorne? No, I don't trust Peyton Thorne, right. but that's that that's the move that Auburn has right now. He does have more experience, right? He has won games and played in environments, how? even though I still don't trust him, Zach. But like again, what you would hope is that you would go to Georgia, Peyton Thorne would do well, and you can sprinkle Walker White in there to get some experience on the road, right? So you can get him ready for the next year. That's the best case scenario. Mm -hmm. I just would you would have to assume, and I think that's what the Auburn staff is doing, and that's why the quarterback position is you know, where it is right now, that Peyton Thorne would be the best fit to be able to go in there and handle business. Again, you don't know until you know, but I'm I'm not able to pick from like the greatest situations of all time. I'm really having to pick the lesser of two evils and try and find the best path in between those two. Yeah, and it, it's balanced between experience and upside. And at some yeah. point, you know, if the experience, we talked about this yesterday on the show, Jake, we were kind of going through the schedule and talk about that seven and a half win mark set by FanDuel. And it's like, well, if it goes south after Georgia, there's a bye week there. And I think at that point, it's like, okay, is the experience working or do we need to look ahead and go with the upside? And yeah. to me, I think that's a perfect pit stop of the season. Yeah, you'll know where you're at. You'll know where you're at at that I think point, so. right? Th where then you the can... conversation is, do you want to send your new starter, hypothetically, on the road at Missouri. That 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 becomes a different question because you and I both think Missouri's gonna be pretty good. So we'll um we'll we'll see. But yeah, you're right. You're not picking between two great situations. Yeah. But uh, I, I do think it's worth a conversation for sure. No, without a doubt. And again, look, I I I hope it's a great competition that makes both guys better. You know, I hope it I hope it works out for the best. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, gun to my head, you're like, Jake, who do you trust more right now to go start in Athens? I mean, I've got to go Peyton Thorne, and I think most people would. Yeah. I yeah. love that. I don't love saying that. I hope I learn to love that. I hope he mm -hmm. makes me love that. But um, right now, I just, I, I don't. Yeah, and I don't think you're getting much pushback on that from just about anyone. All right, can Auburn win more than seven games? We discuss in just a moment. Right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the best place to buy tickets for all of your favorite sporting events. Right now, just head over to the Game Time app and use promo code LOCKDOWN. You get $20 off your first purchase. You're not going to find a better ticketing service 
that uh, compares their prices versus everyone else. They actually have the game time guarantee. If you find the same tickets that are in the same section and same row elsewhere that's cheaper, they'll give you that price plus a discount. It's it's insane. It's insane what they're doing because they know you're not going to find anything that's um that, that that's cheaper than what their tickets are listed at. So right now, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. And you can get $20 off your first purchase. All you have to do is use promo code LOCKED ON. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Jake Crane, our guest, final few minutes of today's show. Earlier this week, Vegas dropping seven and a half wins for the win total for the Auburn Tigers. We mentioned the toss ups. You know, there's, there's three games that I think are significantly tougher than all the other ones, and really they're tiered Alabama and Georgia. I think Georgia is by far the toughest. At Alabama is the second toughest. At Missouri is the third toughest. I think there's a bit of a drop-off. And then you've got your toss-up games between hosting Oklahoma, hosting Texas A&M, and going to Kentucky. you got to feel good about I think Auburn will be favored in all the other games. We'll see. They may be favored at Kentucky. We'll see. But yeah, and your gut reaction when you see that seven-and-a-half win mark? Over. Over. Yeah? I think Auburn gets to eight. You, you, I mean, you got to go undefeated at home, right? Uh, I mean, you you've, you got Alabama. You got your first five at home. You got to start five and zero. Oh. You've got you got Jackson Arnold from Oklahoma. I know it's game five coming in. Um, you know, one of his first SEC games, maybe even his first SEC game in Jordan Hare. It ought to be first, like walking, first road walk, SEC game. First They'll road Tennessee, SEC game. They host Tennessee the week before. Yeah. It ought to be like walking into hell. So you got Al- Alabama A and M week one should be a dub. Cal at home should be a dub. New Mexico, thank God. It's yeah. not New Mexico State. No state, right. Week three should be a dub. Arkansas at home. You got to win that one, dog. You got you got to win that one. No excuses. Play like a champion. Oklahoma at home. Like I said, Jackson Arnold. You start Tough out 5-0. and oh. Look, we'll go to Georgia and take our medicine, man. We'll go to Georgia and take our medicine. Missouri, it's going to be tough. I feel like Auburn. I, I feel like Auburn can hang in that game, though. I mean, they, Missouri did lose. You, you did bring back Luther Burden. Obviously, Brady Cook's a good player. Losing mm-hmm. Schrader uh, and some of the guys on defense, Darius Robinson, who I saw at the Senior Bowl, that's a freak. That's going to hurt him a little bit. At Kentucky, can you beat Kentucky on the road? Right? Can you beat? It's We're not going one. to Rupp. All right, we can't win there or in Gainesville for some reason. But this isn't basketball. I think he, we can beat Kentucky. So that would get us, let's say, at six. At that point, you're six and two. You get Vandy at home. Dub seven and two, ULM at home. Dub eight and two. Then you got A and M, and then at Bama. I mean, I think nine and three is really doable, man. But it all it's so you all feel good about the road up. trip to Kentucky, and you feel good about Oklahoma at home. I do. I mean, look, I like Vandegrift. I think he's going to win the job for Kentucky, the Georgia transfer. Mm-hmm. But losing Ray Davis, I'm telling you, and, and that guy was he's a hell man. of a player, man. Yeah. I know. Baron Brown, a young guy they're really excited about, but they did lose Liam Cohen again back to the NFL. Their offensive coordinator, you know, Devin Leary's gone as well. But I, I think Kentucky's gettable. I think nine and three, if if it can work out with Peyton Thorne and Auburn can hold serve at home, it's just like basketball almost. It's a big right now if, though, right? I mean, you're saying that pretty cavalier, but like that that's a big if. Both of those I are mean, two pretty big ifs. Yeah, well, like again, out of all these home games, which game is Auburn not going to be favored in? Oklahoma. If Auburn's a good team, I don't know though. Jackson Arnold, the quarterback for Oklahoma, I mean, he's he's fresh off the bus. 
Like this, it's going to take I'm some time. I'm still telling you though, person. man. I mean, clearly voters love Oklahoma. They're going to be. They always off love either. Oklahoma. Sure. They always, they always love Oklahoma. Sometimes I think, I think they're rating the play, but Oklahoma's going to be their first yeah. year coming in the SEC with a brand new quarterback. Like, look, man, this isn't the Oregon trail dog. This is your all, first road. SEC replacing game. all five offensive linemen as well. Say that again. They're replacing all five offensive linemen. As well. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Look, this I, I like Brent Venables. I think they're going to be pretty good on defense. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be the strength of this Oklahoma team. But Auburn, uh, again, your non-conference is should be cake. You know, I say that. I know what happened last year. It should be cake. Uh, but but then you look at AM at home, first year under Mike Elko, right? It's not going to be easy. I think they're actually going to be better. But Auburn should be able to hold serve, I think, at home. And if they do that, I'm, I mean, that's – I think you got eight. Yeah. Yeah, Missouri – goes to UMass before uh, they host Auburn. How wild is oh, that? Yeah, great. Awesome. Cool. Why are they doing that? I, I don't know, man. They do these schedules like 30 years in advance. So Just like, before I they mean, got good, I guess. It's like, I guess we'll go to UMass. Like, you couldn't find a home and home with somebody else? Like, wh- Yeah, well, what? like, my thing is, like, I'm, I'm not, you know, I feel like that's like somebody lost a bet. Somebody was like, hey, man, uh, you know, if you lose Fantasy League this year, you, you gotta, you gotta you're you gotta you're go in control UMass. of you're in control of Missouri's schedule. Y'all gotta go to like UMass or something. Gosh, that would have been years ago. That was probably like when they drafted Le'Veon Bell first overall or something For like sure. that. He yeah, without a doubt. That year, without a year doubt, that was yeah. Goodness gracious, goodness gracious. Uh, yeah. So you're you're going you're going over. I I, I think I'm going under right now. I think you're going I'm chilling. under. I man, I just I don't feel good about Oklahoma. Home? So you're o- sitting o- Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Oklahoma, okay. I think they lose those three road games in a row. And I think they lose to Alabama. So you're so you're saying seven and five? Uh, right now, yeah. Right now. Okay. I, I think you'll be over by the time the year gets here. Uh I, I got a long time to start booging. I got a long yeah, time. For sure. That look, the boogie board will be taken out and and road at some point. One hundred percent. Jake Crane of Crane and Company. How do people check out everything you've got going on? Easy, man. Uh, just go to YouTube at C R A I N N Company. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Have live calls, a live chat as well. Uh, have a lot of fun and uh, come hang out with us. Yes, absolutely. Be sure to uh, subscribe to the channel here. Thank you for this crane kick Thursday. Read all my written work at AuburnDaily.com. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn.